You're listening to another episode of the official British Motor Show podcast for 2021. Brought to you by the Podcast Guys. Enjoy the show. I'm Adam Chambers. I'm at the British Motor Show with... My name is James. I'm representing Subaru. I actually work for a local garage. It's West Heath Garage based in Farnborough. Are you a little bit disappointed that the manufacturers aren't here? Well, we, we ultimately put our hands up to represent Subaru, but I'm disappointed that not every manufacturer is represented here. Yeah, there's 20 big guys here. Yeah, more coverage for yourself, more awareness. Absolutely, and I think it's nice for us to get out and see the cars. I mean, it's been a while since there was a motor show that I could have attended. I used to go every year when I was little, to be fair. It's great that it's in Farnborough, and it's nice to see lots of people here. Brilliant. Has it exceeded your expectations? Oh, I think so, yeah. I, I can't really say much negative about it. It's been good. It's been pretty well organised. What's, what's most impressed you about it? I think all the stuff that's outside, if you get the chance to have a look around outside, looking on the display areas, the Catrium display, I found particularly exciting. I mean, if you love, if you love petrol, tires, screaming tires, all this kind of stuff, you don't have to go far here. That's the, that's the well, soundtrack. You know? Exactly. That's the best soundtrack for myself, to be honest. That's that's the only problem with electric. I think they've got the looks and. Will there, will there be so. electric heads in the future? Is that what we refer to them as? I don't know. I think so. There's some. I don't know if you noticed the budding engineers who, the school kids who built an electric car that got across Australia, three thousand miles. It's, it's quite interesting. The electric. I'm not. Again, another thing that I have been impressed is the, the stand where they've been on the main stage inviting people up to talk and there's been people talking there that, that do go around to schools trying to get people into the motor industry when, and luckily we've had a lot of kids in who are interested in motors mm. real little ones and know this stuff yeah I so think we need that's more. all a good sign one thing I would say from working in the trade recently is there a lack of good qualified or young people actually joining the industry and I think mm. it's becoming quite clear right now the country's crying out for people tradespeople, apprentices. I know we struggle to fill a vacancy we had for quite a while. We have recently, but we'll probably be looking, we'd like to take an apprentice mechanic on every year and, you know, have two or three because it takes three to four years to finish. So yeah. we need more people. And then similarly in the sales side, you know, there's lots of roles in that trade and it's been employing lots of people for a long time, but lately there's been a lack of draw to it. Why do you think that is? Well, I don't know. Maybe they don't see it as attractive proposition as perhaps it was when I started. Quite a yeah. few years ago. What 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 attracted you to it? My father telling me not to join it, to be honest, was probably the reason I joined. All right. <laughs> I asked him, because you know, when, when I was younger, he used to work at the motor shows quite a few times, and he said it's the worst thing you could imagine, son. Oh, you, wanted, you wanted to go directly into motor shows rather than a dealership? Well, no, both probably. I guess, you know, a lot of people working here will work in dealerships. A lot of yeah. them will be head office representatives as well. But it's mm. nice about that, you know, we kind of put our hand up and they said, yeah, it's fine. Because it's better when you can talk to people who actually sell cars and know about cars. Yeah. As opposed to people who might work in office and just deal with numbers, to be fair. And not necessarily appreciate meeting people day in, day out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you think, um, what improvements have you seen already in the motor trade as a working environment for young people, which would you say draws them in? Because to be honest, I I sold cars back in the 90s. It was six days a week and I ended up working my day off a lot of the time because what is there to do in a, on a day off when all your other friends are working? <laughs> and it was all very macho management and think, all those mm, kinds of things. Is, has that changed and how much does it more does it need to change, do you think? I still think there's a lack of women in the industry as a whole. 
Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've seen female, te- female technicians, I've seen female salespeople, but they haven't always stayed in this safe for a long time, and I can still probably count them on a couple of hands. And in 20 years, you'd expect to see more of that. It is still a male-dominated industry. I don't think you'd get the macho management side, the people, you know, oh, we, we stole this car from these guys, you know. The industry is much more transparent than it was, was before. Yeah. I think people know the things that we work with. And mm. I don't think we'd hide them from anyone, to be fair. Uh, finances become a lot clearer. Yeah. And if you're actually young, there are people willing to invest money in you. So that's the one thing yeah. I would say. And I've worked for firms that they had, you know, thousands of pounds to get people trained to a decent level. And, you know, I, I've gained accreditation with a couple of manufacturers for sales. And that was something I was quite proud of. You know, it's not like a degree qualification, but it's a decent level no, of education. It's, and it's to say, nice to have an accreditation. And, yeah. and there's a lot more to sales than you'd think Turbo had said he doesn't, wouldn't like to do sales. But he, he's the one who goes and grabs people. I'm a been in sales all my life but the the bit I don't like is the interrupting bit everybody's a salesperson (laughs) ultimately whatever you do you are selling a service or a product you're persuading for your wife to go to a different restaurant (laughs) or you're persuading your kids to work hard it's it's all about persuasion isn't it persuasion was one word I was taught when I first started sales that you need to be a good persuader because if you can't convince people then you might be very good at it Mm. but if you believe in what you're selling and what you're selling is a good product it's unfortunate we represent one of the safest most reliable brands you could buy but then to be fair no one really makes a bad car today that's another thing that's changed now if you were selling cars 20-30 years ago then not a lot of them will be on the road today whereas I think in another 20 years from now a lot of these cars you still see outside will still be on the road you mean five year warranties on cars seven year warranties on cars ten year warranties are probably coming not far behind Mm. So that that just tells you, you know, you never got. When I started selling cars, they had a one year warranty. Mm. That got extended to three, and then Japanese manufacturers and the Korean ones were keen, keen to extend that. But again, that wasn't something you got when I started selling cars. And I remember my parents telling me that cars just would fail their first MOT and not be roadworthy after that and be scrapped because yeah. they're just rotten. <laughs> so there have been massive improvements mm. and now we're on a dawn of what's the fuel of the future going to be yeah I mean cars will last but you know the the system is based on a certain amount of renewal to be selling newer ones but maybe it might be a shell and you kind of replace your power plant yeah that's a potential or replace you know the, the shape of the car you know it's more modular mm. And you sort of do upgrades to different areas of your your vehicle. Who knows? Well, you, you feed your you feed your ideas back to people, and things happen. I think these days. Yeah, yeah. There's probably some, you know, if I thought, I'm sure somebody else has. We, you never know. But. <laughs> it might be your perfect idea. One, one idea I had recently was was like a it was a daft thing that came to the day. It was an online service system for every every car. So if a registered dealer could you know service your car you could actually find it so service history is moving a lot online but if you're not approved by that manufacturer you won't necessarily find that service history for that brand yeah so i thought if there was a collective one for everything then you could see cars you know like the mot history moved online not so long ago yeah so an mot registered garage for example that kind of level of stat if they service your vehicle you could find that yeah, a bit more. That'd be, that'd be one thing I'd like to change. I'd like to see that happen. A now, few... Technology must exist for that to happen. Oh, of course, and it's just the will to do it. There's probably mm. quite a few things that manufacturers could get more generic. You know, like used to be mobile phones all had a completely different charger, for instance. Mm. 
yeah, and only half your phones working, not all of them, and then some running out, and then the new phones. Exactly. Yeah, but then it's it's moving again. Cars changing as quickly as mobile phones are these days, aren't they? Quite often as well. Mm. I guess we used to in the past change our mobile phones every year when we could. If we get cars on the right contracts, there may be two to three years cycle. Yeah, and then they well, they're not a defunct model, are they? They're still a good car, and cars will still be. You know, any manufacturer I've worked for would still support a car fifteen years after its build date ended, if you like. Yeah, again, that's a, perhaps a, a relatively new thing. Do you think? Do you think that's how people are seeing cars much more as a rental on the new side? I think more so. Yeah, I think mm. the list price is kind of irrelevant because the time I've selling cars have gone up. You know, they doubled in price. Uh, my salary hasn't gone up that much, to be fair. And I don't suppose many other people was having that period of time either, but we're all still driving cars. Yeah. We're still buying as many as ever, or if not more than ever before new. Mm. I know this year's been a little bit mad. The used cars have gone absolutely crazy. Well, everything about this year has been weird. <laughs> where, where, where do you start? Where do you stop? Not just personal life, different areas of the COVID, the microprocessors, the blockage of the sewers. It's just like... Never ending. <laughs> well, no, I'm, in my, I'm in my fourth job in the last 12 months when I only had three for the previous 23 years. So, really? Just to give you an idea, that's, what, uh, that's what another thing I would say. People are easy to pull the trigger these days and don't necessarily mm. look long term. Fortunately, I'm in a good place now. Good. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's working out for yeah, you. It's marvellous. It's nice to be back. I was, a, I was a few months out, but I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now. Well, it's good some, sometimes people with contemplation do something else you've obviously in the right place already just keeping in it if I'm honest it's perhaps the only thing that really interests me the only thing I could feel I could persuade people to I'm a little bit knowledgeable about them and a genuine interest in them yeah I think think that's what drives a lot of people to it as well it's great that we've got people like you who can use the the passion and the talents to good effect thank you for that but yes I'm I'm proud I'm proud of what I do and I like to think we do a good service I think I think whatever you do in life, it doesn't matter. Being the the best version of you, you can be is important. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of people out there. And there's there's plenty of roles for other people. So if you didn't see yourself as a salesperson, you know, I generally think that everyone is a salesperson. Yeah, no, no <laughs> I agree with you, but I think very few people see themselves as a salesperson because yeah. it's got a little bit of a stigma attached to it. Like we like we said before, just think what we're all users, aren't we? We're all consumers. We're all buying stuff. Yeah, I think somebody somebody else said that you're talking somebody into the second biggest purchase of the life. Mm. Just think of the excitement that that goes with that. That should go with it. But should go. That <laughs> should go with it. Yes. No, it's never wasted on me. If I get a new demonstrator car, I get quite excited. Yeah. If I've not had one before, saying, oh, not not at least it's new, but I was treating mm. cars like they were my own. To be fair, if I've if I've driven it for a few period period of time, I want it to look at least as good as when I got it. Mm. And I've just ran them in gently, and you know the master began them with what they should be, and have been looked after. Brilliant. Is there anything else you'd like to to add before we sort of wrap up? No, just like I say, if you're down at Motor Show, have a good day. Come and see us on Sand E30. We are West Heath Garage, representing Subaru UK. Brilliant. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the official British Motor Show podcast for 2021, brought to you by the Podcast Guys. We hope to see you in 2022.